KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. A new report released by Trust for America's Health and Wellbeing Trust, groups devoted to improving the overall health of folks in the U.S., shines a light on the alarming number of deaths of despair in the country, alcohol-related deaths, drug overdoses, and suicides. We caught up with Jonah Cunningham, Trust for America's Health's government relations manager, to talk about the Pain in the Nation report, what it means, and what we can expect going forward as data from the pandemic starts to really be examined. Listen. So to start, what is the Pain in the Nation report? Kind of give us a primer on what this report's all about. So since 2017, Trust for America's Health and our friends at Wellbeing Trust, we've tracked the so-called deaths of despair, or deaths from suicide, substance use, and alcohol-related deaths. And there have been some pretty stark t- statistics. For example, our most recent report, we found that these deaths increased 52% in the last decade, so since 2009. And the latest report, just so we have context and we're clear, is 2019 information, correct? Yes. It also includes some 2020 information. We just don't have the death, the mortality data at this point. But there are some early warning signs, and we do highlight the trauma that our country's experienced. So what did you find? Give us kind of the the top-line information, the top-line headlines from, from the report. So overall in 2019... 156,000, over 156,000 Americans have died from substance use, alcohol, or suicide. And this, the affected populations are changing for substance use in particular. For many years, whites had the highest overdose rate, but that's changed. Drug-induced deaths are increasing for communities of color across the board in comparison to whites. Talk a little bit about, you mentioned the trend. I mean, this was alarming prior to the pandemic. So, how concerned and given the 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 bit of data for 2020 are you what we're going to see coming down the road very concerned i mean it's not an understatement to say the pandemic affected americans in almost inconceivable ways from social isolation loss of jobs a sick loved one or perhaps losing a loved one to illness it's a lot of trauma that's been spread out across our country and some of the stats that we've seen are concerning. For example, the, pre- the preliminary overdose data shows a 27% increase from October 2019 to September 2020. Now, in comparison, from 2018 to 2019, there was only a 5% increase in overdose rates. So pretty startling statistics right there. You talk about the rate increasing for people of color. What Do we have a why to that is are there trends are there certain circumstances we can point to why that's shifting well the trends predate 2019 actually in 2018 there was a small de- overall decrease in substance use deaths and that was mainly driven by a decrease in, in the white population however communities of color across the board experienced increases in 2018 and so this is the second year in a row the why you know deaths are are multi-causal, right? They're, they're a result of different reasons. We do know that there's a, a lack of culturally appropriate care and perhaps outreach in these communities. There's been studies that have shown just the access of different opioid use disorder treatments like buprenorphine versus methadone and how accessible they are in certain communities. 
actually on our recommendation section, we really highlight some of the recommendations for culturally appropriate care, ensuring access in every community to really try to get these trends in the right direction. Overall, how prepared are we for what looks like it's going to be a huge spike coming? The bright spot is we've, we have the, the largest increase investment in mental health services ever, but we still have a long way to go. So some things coming down the pike, we have the uh, transition this actually next year to a three-digit suicide prevention lifeline number. Some of the COVID rescue plans on the federal level increased funding for substance use and mental health services through the block grants double, triple fold, a large increase there, but it takes time to get that money out the door. We know what works. I think the silver line is we know what works. We know what prevention programs can really steer children who have been traumatized or individuals in crisis and connect them to the care they need. But it's just about scaling that up, investing in it, and ensuring equitable access to each community. And I think I read that you guys do state by state. Do you happen to have Pennsylvania, what you saw in Pennsylvania? Yeah. So in 2019, overall, the deaths of despair were down 2% for a total of over 7,200 deaths. But one startling increase was a alcohol deaths, which increased 12% for a total of just over 1,000 people in 2019. And do you, is there any prelim data looking 2020? Are, is that broken down state by state or is it just overall so far? Just overall so far. And that's, it's been a kind of a hodgepodge where we have the CDC preliminary overdose data. And then there's also studies like calls to the crisis line that increased as well as the increase in ER visits that we've seen. But again, that's overall, those are sample studies. We don't have it broken down by state quite yet. You talk about some of the things we need to be done as we're looking forward. What would be some other recommendations? Are there other recommendations how we can try to address this uh, from a lot of different angles, I would imagine? We can look at it through the age, through the age groups. So for example, ensuring school-based mental health resources, ensuring counselors, increasing uh, the availability of social emotional learning to really help youth that have been isolated. They've had to switch to virtual school. Then we can go down the pipeline where we're making sure that crisis intervention services are available and it's not a blue light issue, but rather a healthcare issue. And just in general, looking at the workforce and ensuring that we're, we're investing in that pipeline to make sure people can access care when they, they, they have the courage to seek out care. They aren't, uh, they aren't running into barriers. It seems to me, and this is just anecdotal, in the last year or so, there has been much more talk about the importance of mental health because I think a lot of people who never struggled before struggled over the last year. Could we look at this if we want to, I don't want to say silver lining because there's been so much terrible things, but kind of a wake-up call for the importance of mental health, which obviously goes hand-in-hand with substance abuse. And maybe we can look at this as a watershed event that really took us in a better direction going forward. That's the hope. Um, You mentioned just kind of breaking the stigma, even talking about mental health like we are. That's a huge first step to let people know that they're not alone, that they can share if they're in pain. Another thing we could do is just sharing resources. Like two numbers I'll leave you and your, your listeners with are the Suicide Prevention Lifeline number, which is 1-800-273-8255, and then the SAMHSA Helpline for Substance Abuse, which is 1-800-662-4357. And on top of sharing resources, breaking the stigma and having those conversations, you can also be an advocate to either your local, your state representatives, or your federal representatives, and let them know that mental health is important and that we need to be investing in ensuring access to care. 
that's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. <laughs>